We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Vladimir Putin gave a speech in which he pointed out the insanity of Western culture, particularly our gender culture. He used it to justify his break from what was left to the Western world, in this case, the nuke treaties. Western culture is sick, he explained. Is he wrong? What made it so interesting is who Putin was talking to. American media is so sanitized, we actually think the whole world supports us. They don't. Putin was talking to the roughly half of the world's population that supports him in Ukraine. The roughly half of the world's population whose countries haven't condemned or sanctioned him in any way. What was the point of addressing them, of justifying his break from what was left of our nuclear agreements by pointing out how sick our culture was? Well, what he's saying to places like Brazil and to India, Indonesia, the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Guatemala, which has recently applied for membership in BRICS, which Russia and China run, and they plan to have their own currency. What he's saying to them is, you can't depend on these crazy people anymore. Not militarily, not for trade, not for anything. Follow me. We here in Russia are at least sane. And this week, it was as if the Western world set out to prove his point. As International Women's Day became about men. Which leads us to insane thing, or I should say things, number one. Our increasingly insane culture requires us, upon pain of cancellation, to lie or else, and to apologize when we accidentally speak the truth. Ironically, it is so Soviet. It started with the Canadian Toronto Raptors' apology, their professional basketball team, for their well-intended International Women's Day salute to women. What'd they say? The truth. They recorded three players giving an answer to the statement, the belief that, quote, girls run the world. Well, why did these players believe girls run the world? Here's what they said. They're the only ones that can procreate. One player said another in the video, they birth everybody. And finally, all women are great because they are queens. After the ensuing uproar, They were forced to apologize for speaking the absolute scientific biological truth that women give birth, that only women can give birth. 
they, quote, are the only ones that can procreate. That is absolutely scientifically provable. They apologized anyway. Next up was Kayla Lemieux, who used to be known as Carrie when she was a dude, a shop teacher in a class that kids are required to take to graduate, which meant that after his transition to her, a select number of them were required to be in the class. That worked out okay. It's a pl- pretty liberal area of Canada. Nobody cared about a trans teacher. Until about a month after the transition, said teacher began wearing size Z prosthetic breasts in see-through shirts that were skin tight. Oh, and skin tight shorts and skin tight skirts that were super short. To anybody who's saying that's a fetish, even if you are apt actually transgender nothing requires you to dress like a hooker who's about to mount a pole but school officials being incredibly woke defended lemieux no matter how many parents complain it didn't become a scandal lemieux by the way has become an internet sensation she's gone skydiving and all the rest Uh, parents unable to get the school dress code changed well lemieux finally got (laughs) fired no that would never happen Um, removed from the classroom because she was caught doing the worst thing possible. What? Abusing a child? (laughs) No. (laughs) Appearing in public as a white man without the boobs. A white cisgender male is, of course, the worst thing you could possibly be. So what happened was the New York Post hired a detective, sent that person up to Canada because the rumor was that this person in their personal life didn't wear this IZ prosthetic and the boy are they realistic looking breasts and didn't go out dressed as a woman well the detective busted him her and she has been removed from the classroom for not being sufficiently trans enough in her private life so let me get this straight so let me get this straight pretending to be a woman is celebrated you'll be protected foisted upon children but if you pretend to pretend to be a woman, you get removed from the classroom for being a dude. Meanwhile, Kansas, like Idaho, in the last two weeks, both places have been found to have a code for teachers. Listen to this. Parents finally got a hold of it. Teachers are required to use the preferred pronouns of the gender transitioning child in the classroom. If they don't, the code says it could result in death. I presume suicide for the child. But here's the crazy part. Teachers, as part of the code, are required to lie to parents. That is, use, revert to the pronouns the parents think the kids are using in school and to revert to the old name and gender when addressing parents so as to fool them and keep them in the dark about the child's gender transition. So one must lie in school pretending a boy is a girl or a girl is a boy and then lie again to the parents. If you do not lie to the parents and revert to the identity they think their kid has, you can be fired. What is this, folks? Exactly what those of you who have listened to me for a long time have heard me predict would happen. Speech codes. That's what this is about. They're merely using transgender people to force speech codes. Codes. If they can set the legal precedent for people having to speak something and being barred from speaking something else, they get that legal precedent. 
it's on. And that's what Jonathan Turley, liberal law professor, warned after the gay marriage ruling when Kennedy went off the reservation and created a new right to self-identity. That is the right to force everyone else to acknowledge your self-identity. In other words, acknowledge a lie. It's here and speech codes is exactly what they're doing. Again, is Vladimir Putin wrong or did he nail it about Western culture? And what direction in the coming years will the rest of the world want to go in? Insane thing number two, if you want to buy a gun with a credit card, you better do it fast. Because starting April 1st, your Discover card will begin tracking your gun purchases with a special merchant code. It'll go on your permanent record. Discover card was the last holdout. American Express, MasterCard, and Visa already do it when you purchase a gun. It's almost as good as a gun registry. With all four of the big credit card providers coming on board with this program, what comes next? Well, we know where the left's going next because the Associated Press already gleefully told us last year. Here's what they say will happen next. With all four of the major credit card companies on board, that'll put pressure on banks as the issuers of the cards themselves to adopt the standard as well. For instance, Visa acts as a middleman between merchants and banks, gun shops and banks. And it will be up to banks to decide whether they will allow sales at gun stores to happen on their issued cards. And where are they going with this? Well, that's screamingly obvious. Having succeeded in getting 14 of the 15 big tech platforms to censor you, Twitter is now the exception. With the banks and the credit cards on board, you'll begin to find yourself canceled. Because that's what censorship essentially is. It's cancellation. This is broadening cancellation. And now getting the banks to do it in addition to the big tech companies. What does it mean? Guarantee you this will happen in the future, which is just a matter of time. You'll go to your bank to take out a loan. You'll apply for a credit card, line of credit. You've got great credit. And you'll be shocked when you're turned down because of a gun purchase you made in 2022 years ago. Again, yet another thing we can combat if we're able to win the House, the Senate, and the presidency again. We can simply outlaw this. But that would mean our Republican leaders being honest about the very clear absentee ballot fraud that goes on in the five swing states. Insane thing number three, Twitter files 17 and the true horror it contains. Yes, horror. The Twitter files makes use of internal documents and conversations, emails that previous Twitter executives did that are still in the possession of Elon Musk, and then he releases them. Matt Taibbi wrote this week's, it scared me the most of any so far. As it turns out, the federal government takes your tax dollars and uses them to create blacklists of people to be censored. In other words, to censor you. This week, we got another look at how the government is doing it from Twitter's internal files. They were a part of it before Elon Musk bought the company. And it turns out the State Department has been funding something called the Global Engagement Center. It's a private nonprofit staffed with lunatic liberals who keep lists of people to ban blacklists. At Twitter alone, thousands of accounts were banned. Were these bad people? Russian disinformers? No, we already know from previous Twitter files that the liberal lunatics at Twitter wanted to find the Russian bots that were influencing our elections, but couldn't because they don't exist. So who were they banning? Well, according to the New York Post, which broke the story, Cuban immigrant 
Marisol Urbanic. She tweets from the handle Jersey Girl Conservative. She's not a fan of Marxism. It was a horror for her family in Cuba. She's not connected to the Russians or the Iranians or even the Chinese. She just doesn't like the left. So she was wiped out. She's back now under Musk. But here's what's so horrific. This list, this NGO is still being used by 14 other platforms to control speech. But the true horror is not that the State Department put them together. It's that they work now to censor you with, get this, the FBI, the CIA, and U.S. Strategic Command. Wait, 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 wait. U.S. Strategic Command? Isn't that part of the Department of Defense? It is. What does that mean? Our side just can't spell this out. We're going to lose this country because our side cannot write a lead or a headline or use the word illegal. It is not only illegal for the Department of Defense to operate on American soil. It's unconstitutional. It's a crime. Yet our side, even the New York Post, who's reporting on this who's been so good, just won't spell it out. Fox News reported this this week, too. But they wouldn't do it either. Call this what it is. A crime. A crime for which people should be put in prison. Instead, it's, again, treated like some sort of scandal, something we should debate. Well, you know, should we uh, censor people if they maybe seem like Russia? But no, we must lay this out. These are crimes. Oh, you can hear the frustration in my voice. Why is this so hard? So what does this mean? Well, this is the first time we have definitively learned that the Pentagon and the CIA are in the illegal censorship game. What does that mean? The Pentagon is the enemy of the American people. What our founders feared the most, that the military would be turned on us, is beginning to happen. That the CIA, which was created as a quasi-military slash intelligence arm to combat our enemies, would instead be turned against the American people. It's there in the pages of the New York Post. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What I've documented over the last 14 minutes of this podcast, put it all together. What's going on? Well, if the CIA and the Pentagon and the FBI and the State Department can get you canceled online for this, what happens when there's a database of your gun purchases and these same people who don't like what you've been writing decide you shouldn't have a bank account because that is exactly what is coming. That is exactly what you're seeing the beginnings of with the gun purchase coding, which will create records. Right now, if your Facebook page disappears, you don't know. Was it the FBI, the CIA, the Pentagon, the State Department, the CDC, the NIH, or just the Democrat Party, which used the FBI, remember, as the go-between. They called themselves a belly button when they were doing it at Twitter to cancel. So when your bank account disappears when you're not allowed to transact anymore. Good luck getting along in the world if you're not. Very little is done in cash anymore. You'll just be left to wonder, 
geez, did the CIA get me? Or was it the Pentagon this time? Was it what I said on Facebook? Gosh, my account's gone there. You'll never know. Speaking of cancellation, that brings us to insane thing number four. The admission by the Biden Energy Department that the virus might have leaked from the Wuhan lab after all. It's shocking, really, to hear the federal government actually say this. Given the scathing level of demonization they did of anyone who said it, let me remind you of what that sounded like at the time. A conspiracy theory going around that the coronavirus originated and was perhaps man-made inside a lab in China. This question about the Wuhan lab, we know that it's been debunked that this virus was man-made or modified or anything like that. Just weeks ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci rejected the conspiracy that coronavirus was man-made in a lab in Wuhan, China. And yet this week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. Both scientists and the U.S. intelligence community agree that this coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility. But there is also no reason to believe any of these conspiracy theories that it was leaked from the lab in Wuhan, whether intentionally or otherwise. Bottom line, the very government that's weaponized, the CIA, the Defense Department, the FBI, the State Department, against people who it pretty much always turns out are telling the truth, the very disinformers themselves, that'd be the federal government, The ones censoring you got yet another one of these wrong. Most shocking of all, to me, was the certainty with which Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, casually drops the, yeah, we've known for years this thing came out of the Wuhan lab. Uh, The FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Here's the problem with that. As far as I know, liberal law school professor and Fox News commentator Jonathan Turley and I were the only two people to point out this week how shocking that was from the FBI. He wrote it in the New York Post because the FBI until last year was censoring people who said it. Again, we know that for a fact because of the Twitter files. For them to come out and casually announce now that I am. We always knew that, you know, we knew that wasn't true. Well, you censored people for saying it. And what's so scary is that this is the second time this has happened in two months. We now know that the FBI censored anyone stipulating, including the New York Post, had them censored at Twitter and on Facebook for suggesting that Hunter's laptop was Hunter's laptop. When the whole time the FBI, since December of 2019, had possession of Hunter's laptop. And knew it was his. So this is the second time we have caught them censoring as disinformation something they damn well know is true. That's a scary precedent. This means they aren't confused. They didn't figure out later they made a mistake. They censor narrative for the political class, knowing full well what they're censoring, including stories by the New York Post, is true. And they did it anyway. Finally, insane thing number five. And this is just breaking. So we're going to have a lot more details on it next week. But the Pentagon's inspector general for Afghanistan. These people are embedded inside federal agencies. They have security clearances. And their job is to oversee what's going Just watch what's going on and see if there's corruption. Flag it. Report it. The Pentagon's inspector general for Afghanistan 
is complaining in a new report that the Biden administration is hiding classified documents, classified annexes, details of deals the Biden administration made with the enemy during the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Remember how that was cast as just, you know, bumbling Joe, incompetent Joe. Oh, he screwed it up and it fell to the Taliban. What this is saying is there was no screw up here. This was on purpose. Afghanistan didn't fall to the Taliban at all. We made side deals with the Taliban before the withdrawal, including restrictions on U.S. fighting and our own troops' counterterrorism efforts against the Taliban, essentially to assure the outcome. The embarrassing fall happened. Investigative reporter Paul Sperry, one of the best in the country, broke this story. I'll have more details next week, but this is something I've been telling you about for a while. I have believed and laid out the case based on what was publicly available that the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban was absolutely orchestrated and deliberate on the part of the Biden administration. It was not incompetence. It was on purpose. Sperry reports, I mean, he has gotten a hold of the Pentagon Inspector General's report. That's how he knows this, that Biden made U.S. troops in Afghanistan coordinate with his envoy, uh, Khalil Zad, on how and when they could engage the Taliban. And how and when was no, they couldn't. Troops were not allowed to engage. Listen to this. Even when our checkpoints were overrun and attacked and Afghans who helped us were killed and hurt and captured. Even more outrageous, do you remember when we traded the traitor Bo Bergdahl for the Taliban Five? These were terrorists, the head of the Taliban government. People were killed capturing them. They were safely stored at Gitmo. Obama let them go. And Bergdahl was absolutely a traitor. Once we got him back here after the celebration, the military quietly, dishonorably discharged him for running off to join the enemy and causing two people to be killed hunting for him. But nobody cares about the dead people. So essentially what the Biden administration has done here is broker a deal to reinstall the Taliban five. We let out a Gitmo, reinstall them as the new head of the Afghan government and make sure there was no interference by holding back our troops, which may have gotten those 13 service members killed. I'm going to have a lot more details on this. Why did all this happen? I'll lay it out more next week. Um, But I have long believed it was because the Taliban had cut a deal with the Chinese that the Chinese would pay them for access to the lithium mines um, and basically take them over and that the Taliban would use some of that money to run the government. They were short on funds. And of course, Biden is bought off by the Chinese because lithium is such a key part of us building defensive weapons and equipment, tech equipment, and of course, EVs. This would make us slaves to China for the lithium that we had in our possession when we controlled Afghanistan. It's part of a similar pattern. Um, Remember when Joe Biden uh, put that mine in East Minnesota off limits for the next 20 years, allegedly for environmental reasons. It's got copper, uh, nickel, and other sources. It's probably the most critical strategic mine militarily and for our tech industry in the entire country. Put it off limits for 20 years, 
and then secretly sent uh, John Kerry over to China to cut a deal for us to buy those same minerals from them at what will, of course, be inflated prices since our minerals will be off the market. This man is one big rolling ball of treason. Will anybody stop him? I'm going to leave you with a serious question to ponder. Should any of us join the military anymore? It's been our side that's fought the wars, fought the battle. My state of South Carolina provides more soldiers per capita than any other one. And if I had it to do today, I'd beg my sons never to join. You might do okay during a Republican administration, but it doesn't matter because when the Democrats get in office, you're going to be absolutely betrayed and slayed and thrown to the dogs. You simply can't take the risk of serving under them. It's not that you shouldn't sign up to serve your country. It's that these people will not let you. And our side, I think, needs to get past this idea that the military is good people, the, like, an honorable part of our government. As we've seen in this podcast today, they are beginning to censor us already. Come after us, us who fought these wars, us who were the first to step up and volunteer. And they'll throw us to the dogs the second they get. I don't think we can serve them anymore. I really don't. I think if you have that desire, that call to serve your fellow man, to protect them, I think you need to serve them by finding a really, real, really red city and signing up as a police officer. I don't think they will let you serve your country anymore. And I think you put yourself in tremendous peril if you sign up to join our military or Marines at all. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.